Welcome back to another episode of My Streaming Bubble, the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. Back in the bubble to be tolerated is my brother Brian with a Y, and we continue our look into Black Mirror as we discuss the roller coaster of emotions that go along with each episode of season two. From the oh my gods to the meh. So join us for some season two spoilers and for a couple of brilliant ideas for some sequels for this incredible series. Thanks for listening and keep streaming. Are you ready to get started? Sure. So let me try and do a little intro. Are you going to laugh at me again? Uh, I'll try not to. Do you want me to laugh at you? It's quite all right if you laugh at me. It'd be unnatural for you not to laugh at me. I'll try to be quiet. Okay. So, Great. Great all right. <laughs> Off to a stellar start. So we're back with another episode of My Streaming Bubble, the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. Back today being tolerated is my brother uh, via Skype because I was sick as fuck when we were supposed to record in person. Say hello, Brian. Uh, hi, it's Brian and my sister barely tolerates me. Yep. Always and forever. And we're back today to go ahead and discuss... Season two of Black Mirror. So we did season one and it was great and very excited to kind of do this one because a couple of my favorite episodes are in this season. Agreed. Yeah, it was really fun rehashing these episodes again. Um, oh, God damn it. I said it. <laughs> I told you that I was going to try to say um less while, while we're doing this. <clears throat> Get your shit together. Uh... Clean it up. <laughs> but yeah, I had a lot of fun rewatching these the last episode is probably one of my favorites mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm a pretty big john ham fan as well so mm-hmm. yeah it was a lot of fun watching them again yeah well let's get right into it so we'll get right into uh episode one be right back so this is the one oh, you're where, leaving uh, now we hmm? just what yeah B- brb <laughs> BRB. Uh, okay okay God, I'll be know. serious now. <laughs> no, you won't. That's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, first episode titled Be Right Back. Uh, we see a couple and the male dies and she's grieving. And then her friend signs her up for this weirdo service without getting her consent. And the next thing you know, she's talking to her dead husband. And then it just all gets all black mirror-y from there. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, next yeah. episode. What, the next <laughs> I really like this one. I'm a I'm a really big fan of Haley Atwell uh, and the dude that plays Ash. At least I've really enjoyed the other things that I've seen them in. Uh, and she's a smoke show. But this this was similar to oh shoot I already forgot the name of it. It was similar to an episode last season to me uh, where we talked about it. Kind of dives in. It's a more refined look at how technology affects our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of like a realistic, you know, what would, what would happen if um, yeah. rather than, you know, the, the next episode where there's like all this crazy, there's the crazy show and all that stuff. Yeah, the so uh, that's, entire history of you is the, uh, I think the episode you were thinking of. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's similar in a sense of like it, it really zooms in on um, these two relationships and how how they deal with technology and how it messes with things obviously dealing with the big tragedy of ash uh dying and but yeah i think it really dove into how we grieve and how this sort of technology would affect how we grieve 
Mm-hmm. Is this something, would you do something like this? Still like kind of fresh off the death of, you know, whomever and kind of in that grief stage where nothing makes sense and decisions can be, decisions made can be completely irrational. Would you sign up for something like this? Um, oh my God. I think I would be hesitant. It's, it's kind of hard to fathom this sort of technology working. Mm-hmm. watching it and like trying to put myself you know in in a place where uh, or in a reality where like it it happens exactly how we did in this episode mm-hmm. I think it's hard not to um just because grieving is is hard <laughs> uh and especially our society and our culture um I think we are really pampered uh like if you if you compare it to the olden days when like you're you would have like like 30 kids knowing that like 73 percent of them are gonna die and mm-hmm. you need enough children to like plow the fields or whatever like we live a very <laughs> we live a very different life now and we don't deal with death as closely as we used to mm-hmm. um, at least I'm talking specifically about our society so I think it would be hard like you know obviously i've I've gone you know, I've gone through things uh, in the past five, seven years and trying to put myself back in those situations. It's like to avoid dealing with it and and having all of those really hard feelings. Like, I think it would be hard for me not to opt into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Uh, I don't know. I think it would be it, it would definitely be hard to say no. But it's like, you know, we saw throughout the episode, there's each kind of level you know you start off with phone calls chatting or whatever and then ups to like a person and I don't know I can maybe do like the talking for a little bit but I think the line would be like an actual robotic person AI or whatever the fuck it was Mm -hmm. like back yeah so I I don't know it's something where it's like I think on one hand it has some potential potential to be helpful, like a helpful tool, because like the the AI that you're talking to is completely aware that they are a dead or they are a digital replica of like a dead person. And I think that awareness would just weird me out. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Like the in the episode, the the AI was very meta about, you know, he he was making jokes about about it, him being like not real and stuff. Mm-hmm. I what that's that's really fascinating. So one thing I was thinking of while I wasn't listening to you answer my question was <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But um, <laughs> I think it would depend where I was in the grieving uh, spectrum. <laughs> that's not what it's called. But uh, in the stages of grief where I'd be, because I think right now, um, if I'm thinking of if I'm thinking of like personal things right now, I've 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 had enough time to go through the grieving process. So I'm at a point now where I'm a little bit more at peace than I was, let's say, you know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So I think it really depends. Cause I think if it was fresh, I, I think it would be very hard to find anyone that would say no to it. Um, yeah. The technology was available. Like when you're that vulnerable and there's literally a part of grieving that is that, you know, you're um, <laughs> what is it called? Be- begging or what's the crap? I sound so dumb to everybody now. <laughs> Edit this part out. <laughs> oh, no. Not at all. 
you know what I'm talking about, though. The stage of grief where you're like, you're like, you're pleading, you're like, um, bargaining. I guess it could be part of the part. It could be part of bargaining. Could be part of the denial. Um, but if you're in a very vulnerable state of of grieving, mm-hmm. uh, I think it would be very hard for people to turn it down. Now, I think it's fascinating that you would do the texting, but not the real thing, because I I actually think I'm the opposite. Like I would I would rather have it completely cut off or have it like like every everything there so that's interesting that we're kind of coming from two different sides Mm -hmm. yeah you always got to be difficult and different jeez yeah i know (laughs) yeah i thought it was um yeah definitely kind of made me think like yeah would this and you know in this kind of service i can almost see at that point you know however long this technology or whatever has been around like being sold as part of like burial and funeral planning and all of that shit. Cause that's where they fucking get you. Yeah. They get you with all the dumb, like expensive, like you don't really need this, but you know, for an extra fee, you could do this, you know, yeah. or like a little pamphlet tossed in with everything. Yeah. I would say definitely like if it, the, the grief was fresh, definitely more likely, but now, yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Probably not. <laughs> and I, you also mentioned something interesting too. It, it kind of sounded like you, you thought that like the way that they were going about it was not necessarily, I don't think you necessarily said it was healthy, but it was like helping along with the grieving. Is, is, did I, did I hear you correctly on that? Like, if like, it, like you would use this as a tool to help you with your grieving. I think there's potential for that. You know, if you try and use like that technology to be able to speak to that person to work through your grief rather than bringing them in to like completely replace them and then just living living in that stage of denial forever. But we're humans and we're going to exploit and just crap all over anything that could be helpful. So, right. I, I, I don't see it as. You know, I definitely see it as kind of the way she did it was eventually just a replacement until she just couldn't take it anymore. Right. Yeah. I I feel like I I see it as like very unhealthy. Like I think it's definitely like it's 100% denial if you're texting, talking, um, seeing someone that Mm -hmm. is dead and you are acting like they're not. I think you saw her struggle with that. Um, you know, you saw the positives and, and then you definitely started to see the negatives at the end. Mm. And I think the ending, I wanted to ask you about the ending because I think, I don't know. Well, what, what happened at the end? Like, so he's in the attic. He's like some like weird, like pet of theirs. Like what, what is, what is his relationship to their daughter? And like, what is he at the end? That's a very good question. And I kind of had that well, not kind of had, I had that exact same thought, like what, so she couldn't bring herself to like push him over the cliff and, or make him do it or anything. And then, yeah, so she just keeps him in the attic for what the, the daughter was maybe seven, maybe not that old, but young either way. Like, yeah, who, who was he to her growing up? Just the weird pseudo dad in the attic. Did he ever come out of the attic? Did he ever, she ever just like, you need to watch the kid while I go to the store or something like what the fuck? And then, yeah. And then how do you explain that to your kid? 
you're going to go upstairs and see your attic dad. Right. <laughs> um, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think... I don't think he was a dad figure or a father figure because I believe she doesn't call him by that when she references no. him at the end. And just the way... Yeah, just the way, like... Like, it seemed like she only got to see him, like, one time a week or something like that. And just seeing... Um, Martha's uh, reaction of you know letting her her daughter go up there and like see him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just think like I, I think it made its point. Obviously, like for me, I was like, oh, it it she wasn't strong enough to completely let him go. Like she she wasn't able to detach her memories of Ash from this you know surrogate basically. Mm-hmm. And because we're human and because we're weak, you know, she wasn't able to completely let go and stick to her conviction. Um, so I think it was, it was poignant in that sense, but I was also like, what, like, yeah, what, like, does he just stay up there? Yeah, like what, what the fuck's been going on? Last yeah. I, I don't know. Like it was almost, yeah, it was almost like a toy. Like, I don't know. It's kind of, it, it, it was, it was weird and creepy and yeah. Good old, good old black mirror fun. But again, thinking about like putting yourself in your her, her shoes, like one of the biggest things, one of the biggest thoughts that she's probably having as she's grieving is like, my child is never going to get to meet her father. Well, yeah. now she's kind of like, she kind of gets to meet him in a way and like have some sort of relationship with them. So, um, kind of, but not really. And yeah. I don't know if that's, yeah. So, okay. So if I'm doing it to replace like a partner, uh, no. <laughs> I don't think I could. You you don't think you don't think you don't like the idea of basement tin? <laughs> <laughs> Just a tin that roams around your basement, like basement. He would shit. he would stay in the garage. He'd be your garage, Timmy. Because <laughs> that is that again. That, I mean, I don't know. Like either, either, either go all out and do it. Although then that's weird because it's like, you know, then he's dead, but then he's back. So, you know, taking him to out places around right. town in a small town where everyone knows, yeah, that'd be fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Garage or basement? Ah, no, no. It would be, it would be yeah. yeah, it would be awkward. I mean, it's obviously the situation is different for you because, like, the, the fact that, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm trying to, like, empathize with her and it's like yeah if i if i had a child and they never got to meet you know their Mm -hmm. their mother like i do i do get the the impulse and i do get the the peace that she probably feels as as like weird as it is and as like wrong as it probably still feels for her i do understand probably the the calmness that comes with knowing that her daughter is is getting to meet her father like even if it's a weird like ai version of him like he's still i mean he was he was real enough to like you know for her to be okay with it for a little while and she even boned him you know what i mean yeah but there's um, like but, but again there's just but there's like no emotion there so it's like yeah she's letting you know the daughter gets to spend time with you know addict dad or whatever but she's to even to feel that, like, as a parent, like, yeah, on one hand, okay, so she's getting to spend time with, like, the father she could have never known, but that thing is never going to love her the way he would have loved her. 
Right. You know, and it's just, and and I think that as a parent is kind of heartbreaking. And I don't know how I'd be able, like, how okay I guess I'd be able to put myself or my kids through that. Right. You know, because they'll, you know, because they're still human-ish. Lee. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's on the line, that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think you, I think you bring up a good point, like, especially like how, how would you tell your child? Like, that's what we're wondering, right? We're wondering what Mm -hmm. is, what is the AI Ash's, um, role in, in her life and, and how is Martha explaining it to her daughter? Like, that is a real, that is a real logistical thing that you would have to figure out because I don't know, you can't, I mean, I can almost guarantee you that she's not like, Hey, this is your dead father, but in AI form. Like, there's no way she's like that real. So it's like, does she know about her real father? Does she know what happened? Yeah. Uh, like, how would you navigate having that relationship with Attic Dad, uh, which is <laughs> hopefully the sequel to this episode? <laughs> like, I hope they come out with a movie. <laughs> like, but it's not—it's not in the same tone at all. It's just like its own standalone, like kids movie, Attic Dad, and it's like, oh my god, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll pitch it to somebody. So um, Disney Plus, maybe. <laughs> See if they'll get on that. <laughs> but yeah, this is exactly, I mean, we talked about last uh, episode why we like Black Mirror and the whole the, the whole premise of the, the show and it being kind of the, the gray area of comfort and discomfort. Um, mm-hmm. And this is exactly it. It's like, this is, I could see this. I can picture this like actually applying to my life and how, how would I deal with it? And obviously there's all sorts of pros and cons uh, emotionally and um, that's what I love about it is that it kind of sits in this like ambiguity of, of like really being unsettling. Absolutely. I like unsettling things. <laughs> and no surprise. Yeah. So um, speaking of, uh, I guess unsettling, we'll move on to the second episode, white bear. <laughs> um, love this episode. The first time I saw it, just loved it. It blew my mind. It's like a range of emotions and it's kind of one of those um, that I wish I could forget so I could enjoy it for the first time. Right. I, I want to, I want to hear you talk about this cause I, I do like it a lot, but like my, my paragraph for, um, the first episode that we talked about be right back compared to this one is like, be right back. My notes is like four or five times longer. Um, I still enjoyed the episode a lot, but I had a lot less, like, I guess it engaged me less, but it was still fun. It was a fun watch. So I'm curious to hear what you enjoyed about it. So I guess, cause like the first time and I, and I'm, I love anything with like a good twist. And I thought the twist at the end of this episode was really good because you just, you, you follow the main character was uh, Victoria, I think was her name. Um, she wakes up and it's just, she's confused and scared. And there's just all this, she's running around. There's people chasing her and weird, scary masks. And then all like this, public the civilians or whatever just standing around filming and you're just you're frustrated and you're angry and you're like what the fuck and you're scared for her mm-hmm. but then you find out her and her boyfriend um killed a child killed a little girl and this was her punishment and after that it's like well there goes any sympathy or compassion that i had for her you know child killer that's not a good thing people shouldn't do that but then i kind of started wondering like 
So she has to go through this every single day for the rest of her life. And does that punishment fit the crime? I I think there is no punishment that will ever compare to taking the life of a child. But it just, it kind of raised that question for me, like where, what is, you know, what what's equal, I guess, in that in that sense, in crime and punishment. But then also this whole idea of using like a reality show to to you know put out you know to I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but to like perform that justice or whatever, you know. Right. And it's like, did this whole concept of this like reality show in this gated area and and putting on this whole setup thing like every single day was this. Was that how they eventually decided to do things? Or was it her and her boyfriend and the killing of the little girl kind of was like, you know what? We should do this to her. Let's set this up and this is going to be her punishment. And this will be the type of punishment offered um, to people who commit heinous crimes. Mm -hmm. Setting up some sort of insane scenario based kind of on the shit that they did. Right. And then it was just really kind of weird and unsettling because like during like the credits of the episode, you're getting these little like behind the scenes take of like resetting the stage essentially. And the host guy giving his like welcome tutorial to um, the people playing the bystander. And they're just like, laugh and have a good time. But, you know, don't get too close and don't fully engage. And that was just weird to me then. Right. That was weird to me. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. And and then I was a little impressed with like the level of coordination to pull, you know, <laughs> to pull that off. <laughs> Such a, a wide range of emotions and really justice was. and all that stuff. And just like the logistics going into shooting it. They did such a good job. Setting everything up. I mean, all that like breakaway glass and everything, cl- cleaning that up and resetting windows. And <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, that did not go through my mind when I was watching it. So <laughs> good to hear your perspective. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it, it it is. I mean, the the obvious parallel is how how do we deal with our criminals? And this is actually really fascinating because there's I was actually listening to a podcast today, um, and they reference. Uh, I know this is confusing, but they talk about a different podcast episode from Radio Lab that I had heard years back. And basically the story is about this guy who um, had some brain trauma and he came out of it uh, a pedophile. Um, and he had, there, there's no, there's no evidence. There, there's nothing before this brain injury. And the second he had this, this, um, this brain injury, he basically like became a pedophile. Um, he didn't act out on it, but he had like, they found stuff on his computer and stuff. And I think it's, I, I don't know. It's, it's very fascinating because it's, I think it's clear that she, you know, she doesn't remember anything, you know, her brain is fried either Mm. through a different procedure or whatever they do to erase her memory to, you know, restart the whole thing. But I am a pretty firm believer that people aren't inherently evil and that they are, we are, um, I mean, we do have free will, but we are a product of our upbringing and our and our background and everything around us, or our surroundings. And so, I don't know. I got kind of uneasy at the end because I I do think that, especially with, I don't know if you, it, 
I don't want to say anything too unpopular because the 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 actual crime is obviously not okay. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like by no means am I condoning anything that they did, but it's also like there there is a certain point where we have to have some sympathy, some empathy for these criminals, or else you know what? Like I'd rather live in a world where people can be better and that people can do good after doing wrong. And mm-hmm. I still think I still think there needs to be justice. I still think that people need to be held accountable for their actions. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the public, it's not our job to, you know, to burn these people at the stakes, but rather like try to understand why it happened and how we can avoid it. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is, is that a lot of the crimes that happen, the the people, you know, there, there's pe- these people are troubled. Like when you read the shit about serial killers and or or just even just normal criminals like if you hear about their background like you're like oh fuck they were they were beat or they were they were raped as a child or they're you know what i mean like the like we are a product of our of our history and our upbringing so that's the part i got kind of like uneasy about is like she clearly doesn't remember any of the stuff at this point i'm not saying like let her go but um right it's like to, to, to use her as a spectacle like that like at like, what point it's almost like at, yeah it's almost know? like at what point does she become a victim exactly um a, a victim of like this so-called justice this kind of parading almost like um it, it it seems like a in a way like a public hanging like a an interactive reality show public execution kind of thing yeah not hanging but like you know the you know where they lock them up and you threw old tomatoes at them and things yeah. No, oh, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we're done with that because that was very demeaning for, <laughs> for the criminals. Yeah. I'm glad we got to that one. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. It just it's it's very interesting. I think I think people are very like self righteous these days, and they they look at you know obviously like if I read a headline, it's like oh this person um there's a pedophile or something and then you read about it's like that it's messed up obviously but i'm curious of like how our society is going to deal with that like are are we just going to victimize them and make them the other or are we going to try to show them compassion as human beings and be like okay like they're clearly they're clearly messed up somehow how do we find a way to get through to them how do we find a way to rehab them obviously that's easier said than done you know Mm -hmm. if we could just flip switch and and rehab you know any criminal we would be doing it by now um maybe but if we could do it well and successfully (laughs) yeah yeah but yeah it it, yeah i mean i think it was a very it's a very fascinating episode for sure i agree it's like i said it's one of my favorites and yeah a lot of a lot of different thoughts running through because yeah again it's like you said, you know, at what point, because, yeah, she's still a human being. She's still a person to go through that for the rest of her life. And, yeah, her memory. And then what if, like, she dies? What if, like, after, like, 20 years of this, you know, she hasn't really fulfilled her sentence, but then she dies as a result of this, of right. her being shocked and reset and then running around, like, cardiac arrest, yeah. you know? It's torture. It's it is. Literally, they're literally torturing her, which is, like, which is why, for me, it crosses crosses the line. Yeah, so then, and then I guess I hadn't thought about this until, like, now, but then, yeah, so if she if she were to get sick at some point during her punishment, are they going to just 
treat her until she's better so they can continue essentially torturing her. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then, yeah. And then, and then who's the bad guys. Right. Mm. Yeah. I I agree. I also wanted to bring up uh, something that I thought was funny is when they're like running away, they're running away from like the, the dude in the red coat or whatever with the mask on. Mm -hmm. And I think they're, I think it's at a gas station. Don't they like end up in a gas station? Yeah. Something. And so it's like, it's Victoria, and then um, I'm looking at the names right now. I guess the character's name is Jem, maybe. And then like, there's another dude, and yeah. and she's like, she's like, or Jem is like, all right, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a run for it. You have to distract him. Mm-hmm. He's like, no. And she's like, she's like, yeah, you have to, you have to, we have to get out. And it's like the dude just like gets murdered. <laughs> she just wants, she's just like, you just have to die so I can get away. Like there's no plan for him. And he's just like, okay, I'll try it. And he just gets fucking murdered. And I know obviously it's like fake. Like we find out it's all like scripted, but I was just like, that dude just like totally got alpha in that situation. <laughs> It just cracked me up. Like he, he like tried for two seconds. Like it wasn't even a good fight. Like I think he tried for two seconds and just got murdered. Yeah, just oh no, I don't. Okay, <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> and that was weird too during like the little behind the scenes clip because yeah, we see that he gets up and he's fine, and everyone's just like clapping, high five. Oh, that was a great performance. <laughs> so crazy. And then okay, so you could you can be a part of this whole experience, you know, as you know, the spectator or whatever filming this, is that something you would do? Would you be like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going on a date. I'm going to take my lady yeah. <laughs> down and we're going to like fake video record or whatever, you know, film some woman being tortured. But it's fine because you killed a six year old. So it's it's all good. People, people would 100 percent do that. Are you kidding me? Like our like our culture, like look at how fucking like we, we are just so like we're all like. Like reality TV it? shows and like pe- people would love watching that stuff. But would you do it? Would you participate? No. No. No, not at all. For exactly the reasons I, I was saying is like mm-hmm. I, I I think morally it's just like they're they're literally like torturing her. Like I I absolutely think that she should pay for what she did in, in mm-hmm. some way, but um this is like dehumanizing and it just makes me feel icky. Yeah. Uh, but if my date wanted me to go and like I thought I could get laid out of it, like yeah, probably. So just <laughs> like it just it just depends on the situation, you know. <laughs> All right. Any more to say on white bear? I don't think so, but I, I do think the conversation like I didn't I didn't not like the episode, but I think mm-hmm. the conversation that came out of it, like yeah, it 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 made me realize that there's there's a lot more a lot more to it than mm-hmm. when I initially watched it. All right, so the Waldo moment. <laughs> now this one is my favorite. <laughs> I have two. I have two sentences written down in my notes about this. This one. All right, you go ahead because my notes are pretty much like <laughs> least favorite. I don't understand it. Still don't understand it. Yeah, it's it is. <laughs> it's fine. No, I mean it's fine. Like again, I I mentioned this uh, again. I'm gonna be a bad guess but I, I forgot the name of it but i the first episode of last season i uh national I said anthem. the same national anthem i said the same thing whereas like i kind of watched it i was kind of in and out i already knew that i didn't really like this episode all that much mm-hmm. um 
I think the most that I can say about it is that like it's it's interesting that it it's like I guess it's kind of similar to like what's going on with Trump in the sense of like like there being a symbol and and um that's about it <laughs> just the idea of like politicians are like a figure or a mascot um and it's more about the the sort of character that they play rather than like anything else mm-hmm. um so i guess there are like there are kind of parallels but i'm i'm out of my depth with that with politics anyway so i don't want to talk too much about it no i uh it's funny though because one of my notes is uh kind of towards the end is what happens with waldo is totally something that would happen now and i think that's waldo being voted or he didn't win but i don't know but i have a note <laughs> referring to donald trump too because i'm just like fuck like we would we would end up pursuing something stupid <laughs> yeah totally so yeah with this one i've watched it a few times only to be like what am i missing is there i don't i don't really yeah it's not a favorite of mine it's kind of i guess more of a take on again like a more of a media controlled episode yeah you know in in the sense that you know you have this guy jamie and he was like what trying to be like a comedian or something but he found success with this Waldo character and kind of like that um triumph the comic dog you know insulting and loud yeah. and brash and people love him and everything but then it just getting all swept away swept up in the whole like politics and then I'm like why is he on political shows and right. being invited to these things like just for the ratings just to get people to watch and I just I don't know. I, <laughs> eh. <laughs> I I think so. What I realized right now is I the I think the most interesting thing about the episode is that it was written in or it aired in 2013. So mm-hmm. that was like way that was well not way before, but it, it was it was before all of this Trump stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess in a way it's interesting that it that kind of happened and then it kind of came to fruition. In a, in a sense in the in the united states i think yeah and like the the end the interesting thing to me i'm like rolling my eyes i'm saying this the interesting thing for me at the end was like yeah you like the the guy that played waldo initially wasn't playing on it anymore mm-hmm. and then they just got some other random dude to like step in or not random dude but the guy that was like i don't know his role but um they had another person step in and basically you just you can just mock what the guy was doing and like everyone's yeah behind it already so um yeah, yeah I think at that like, point like the studio owned even though like jamie had created the waldo character the studio or whatever at that point owned it and right. they're just like yeah we don't need you we can do whatever we want with this character goodbye yeah, yeah. and that's the scary thing with the whole mm-hmm. trump thing is like are we really gonna learn from anything or once trump is done in office are is there just gonna be another version of trump you know so it's it's I don't know it's too it's too real I think that's I think that's what's not interesting that's why it's not interesting to me is because like this is literally going on right now like, like yeah right <laughs> my life so fuck it it's like whatever it's not it's not crazy yeah right. yeah we've got crazier shit going on right now this, <laughs> Actually, one, this one's just kind of tame <laughs> yeah no for real like if you look at like if you like read the stuff about you know the past couple of years with Trump, it's like that's way more fascinating than this episode. Oh my god, just like the last fucking like week with him sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, done with that meh episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
But yeah, I mean, I do kind of agree in the sense that it's like, yeah, a lot of this, there's a lot of similarity parallels, I guess, or whatever you want to call them, kind of going on. Just, I guess, yeah, that one was very political heavy, political based, and there's just a lot of political shit going on now. And I'm like, look, he's not, he's not in enough psychological pain. I'm not interested. (laughs) But psychological pain brings us possibly kind of sort of to our next episode. White Christmas. Are you, you're like a professional. Like you've done this before. Um, a couple of times, I think. How many episodes have I recorded? I don't know. And how many have actually been, where I've been like, I felt like I was on my game. So I think this is maybe like third time. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I've been working on my uh, wordplay pun game. Oh, side note, speaking of like wordplay and stuff. So at Christmas, Peggy had, um, she got like some. Is this gonna be in the podcast? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because by the time <laughs> this airs, whatever. But, um, but yeah. So, her and the girls and uh, a friend of theirs are going to uh, the share concert, one of the one of the share shows next year. And uh, she wrote like this whole. You know how our family likes to like likes to write rhyming, rhyming, punny, yeah. wordplay yeah. letters and shit. Yeah. So she did that incorporating all share songs <laughs> it was really super impressive and i turned to tim and i was like now do you understand my love of puns and wordplay <laughs> this is the shit that i literally grew up with <laughs> it, so weird. it was really and then bubba's like i don't know any i don't know half those songs <laughs> she, <don't barb. laughs> she was too much of a hippie for barb yeah so <laughs> all right sorry that was that was a little side note. It's kind of related because it happened at Christmas and this is the White Christmas episode. I mean, yeah, um, technically your segues are getting a little rough now. Yeah, okay, I tried too hard with that one. <laughs> but, um, so what'd you think of this one? Uh, the first thing I wrote down was total mindfuck. Uh, I absolutely loved it. I loved every aspect of it. I loved, I loved kind of the different stories and how they all, like interwove together oh i make myself barf saying that because that's like (laughs) something that all pretentious people say but um just the yeah just the just the way the sequencing of it um i loved you know you start off in this in this like this like shack almost or like this little this little house like you know in in the snow and stuff and you you start with that story and then you you start you find out about John Hams, I need to use his real Matt, uh, Matt's background and his whole like being a, a ladies man and coaching people. Uh, and you learn that background and then um, how that progresses. And, and uh, yeah, it's just like, it's just crazy. It's mm-hmm. just nuts. And then you, and then you hear um, Potter, I think that's his name, his, his whole background of what, what he went through and with his relationship and his um, mm-hmm. quote daughter and all of that stuff. And, it was just really well done, like lots of twists and turns, lots of interesting character development and all that stuff. And I just like I love I loved it. It was one of those it was one of those episodes that I like I didn't realize how long it was. Like I wanted there to be more. I, I was just like from start to end, I was like very intrigued by it. Yeah. What about you? Oh god, this is yeah, I fucking love this episode. Um again, another one that I kinda wish I could forget because of all the different 
storylines and the layers and the way they're all interwoven together. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like for an episode that has a lot going on, they did a very good job of kind of dishing it out and explaining it, but it not feeling like, like you said, like kind of wishing there was more. And this episode was already like 90 minutes. Right. But yeah, the whole, yeah. Cause like that whole dating service that, John Hamm's character Matt was a part of was yeah. clearly illegal because he had to like wipe all the hard drives and everything. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, the the, the dude's literally wearing a, a GoPro while you know I, I I'm assuming him and his bros like they literally just watched his watched them bone and stuff. So he had like all of this all this footage of these like random women that had no idea they were being recorded and stuff. And, you know, so and it was yeah, early. and that. And then it's like, it's not even like, like a, a group of quote professionals. It's just a group of like skeevy, gross perv dudes that, yeah. you know, they, they think they know what they're doing. They think they know what the women want. It was, that was just so kind of like, uh, like at first you think, okay, maybe some sort of professional type. Nope. Nope. Just a bunch of weirdos in a basement. Yeah. Um, as I sit in my basement on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like, so then there's that. And then, um, then, yep, Potter's story. But then all within, outside of that is the whole egg technology. Right? That's what they were called, the eggs? Yep. Ah! (laughs) You okay? (laughs) Hello? I looked down, it was like connection lost. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay, there we go. So, I, I just heard. Know. I just heard. Ah! <laughs> and then you just went away. For... <laughs> oh. All right, hold on. Okay. So we'll right. just. What's yeah, that? Yeah. That, that, that. God damn it! I'm trying to make a clean edit point for you. Yeah, the egg technology or cookie. Was oh, that what it's called? Well, they extract the cookie and then they put it in the little egg-shaped thing. I'm hungry. what's that nothing nothing (laughs) jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) okay so they take the cookie and they put it in the egg (laughs) and then you get a baby (laughs) and then you get a little baby um you do you get like a little mini you yeah that can set up your whole fucking morning your whole day that's just fucked like so that's that's just fucked the the idea of like putting and they this is a a theme that like a lot of episodes um and, and later black mirror episodes they they go over but the idea of like putting someone's being or someone's like mind into something Mm -hmm. um that's like a really interesting like gray area for me because it's like is it technically the person no but they like they don't know like the person the little like cookie in the egg (laughs) (laughs) the the little cookie um that that little person like has no idea that they're not a person right Mm -hmm. like you saw you saw that when it was happening Mm -hmm. um and I think that's fucked. Like, I think it, it's still, you have to be like a really like messed up 
person to overlook the fact that these like these little things are still feeling things in a way i guess um like, like but they're still experiencing living, time. like their own living selves yeah, i mean they're kind of, but they're not but they're not but like that like li- i don't know yeah that'd be really weird because uh yeah you'd have to be pretty funny. i think pretty like pretentious and full of yourself to be like I'm going to take, I'm going to extract the cookie and place it in the egg, and then it will make my coffee and toast every morning, because I'm so important. Yeah. That'd be cool, though. Like, so the idea of it is cool, but the way that they're going about it is, like, it makes me uneasy. Like, if I put myself in that situation knowing that something that thinks it's me Mm -hmm. is in that egg and is doing all the shit and is experiencing time at the same rate I'm experiencing time... That's messed. I don't like that. That's really messed up. And the fact that like he like Matt basically tortured the thing by like getting it to do what he wanted by you know like making time speed up for the thing. So then like um, you know a couple seconds pass and and the little the little cookie went through like you know a, a, like a thousand days or, or something. It's like that's like that's really messed up. Like that's like that's i don't like that no um, so it just made me and again well hopefully you'll invite me back on the the show but that's <laughs> something that they they talk about in other episodes that it's just such a fascinating concept um and then obviously they use it later or you you find out that they're basically using potter's cookie <laughs> is that really what it's called because i don't want to keep calling it that and, and have it be wrong i my note is they extracted the quote cookie <laughs> And I was like, oh, I see. That's right. Man, that shit is fucking weird. You download a copy of yourself into an egg and have yeah. you control your house for you. Like, right. what the fuck? Yeah. And so, yeah. So you, you see how they, they use that at the end. They use it to because basically Potter was being held in prison and he wasn't talking. So they got the, they basically just interrogated the cookie and got all the information from it, um, which also is a weird gray area because it's like the person's not actually like giving up information you're like just using a like an extraction of the person to right. it you know, confess so it, that that's a, like that's kind of a weird gray area as well yeah because um, again like cookie dude what was his name joe joe potter joe potter maybe what potter joe <laughs> but potter again, but either way like the cookie version again like you said like they're they have no idea that they are a digital copy yeah you know, they think that they are the living human breathing person. And so, yeah, does that does that still count as a confession? Can that help? Right. That is that's a that's a big gray area. Yeah. And it's literally like they're picking like it's literally your stream of consciousness. Like it's like imagine imagine yourself waking up in in a room where you're like you're like stuck right and you're being controlled like like that's what that little thing is feeling it still has consciousness that that's the way that it works yeah i don't i don't like it and then like as as the police guy's leaving um he's like oh yeah i turned it up to whatever to like uh, mm-hmm. like for christmas and it's just like that that's like i don't know that's just so messed up and like the thing the thing can't like kill itself or like you know what i mean like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's like it's literally just stuck like being tortured experiencing time yeah oh my god just the idea of like sitting in a room mm-hmm. for like, years on end like 
that just makes me feel so claustrophobic and like makes me oh god me. and then like this, then the radio just playing over and over and oh yeah yeah that's that's fucking rough and then yeah i did find his you know his kind of whole storyline very interesting you know and then that twist revealed within that storyline of it not being his daughter because the little girl was asian mm-hmm. <laughs> asian, asians are okay. the cutest okay oh that was so sad though mm. oh yeah the story Damn it. yeah grandpa grandpa didn't wake up and so she went to go get help so Ugh. can we rewind though before that? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> okay. I I laughed so hard when Padre's like stalking the little girl and you've never seen her face. Mm-hmm. And then he sneaks up to her and she turns around and it plays this like dun 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 and she's it's an Asian face. Like mm-hmm. that cracked me the fuck up. Like because <laughs> like the the idea obviously is like, oh, she's like she's not who he thought she was. But the only way they could get that message through was like make her a different race so mm-hmm. it made it seem like oh my god oh she's asian oh no <laughs> like that cracked me like that cracked me up and i don't maybe most people didn't see it through that lens but it, it makes sense why they did that and then they played the whole like that asian workers like like eyeballing this girl and stuff mm-hmm. but then like the music like watch it again <laughs> like if you find the clip like watch it again and the music that plays it's just like an asian face that turns around it's like oh fuck <laughs> confession out of potter because of his role in it okay so then what was his role with the whole cookie egg technology like was he just like he he was a part of that whole like business because he's the one was he just the one that was like wakes up the cookie egg version and tortures him a little bit and gets some like the trainer yeah i didn't i didn't think about it too much like i don't think he like created it but i think he i think he was basically like a worker like i think it's just a job like that's it's just a job for people to like install that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's just like, yeah, I think he's just like a dude that worked for a company to to set it up. Gotcha. But then and then I liked his um that kind of punishment. So since he was able to be a Weasley shit and get the uh, confession out of Potter, mm-hmm. they're like, all right, you know, we won't stick you in a cookie egg thing or whatever. You can go free, but you are blocked from the world, and the world is blocked from you, and they'll only see a red outline. Yeah. Now, and you know, talking about punishments fitting the crime, what'd you think of this one? <laughs> um, I liked it. No, um, I, I, it's, 
it's pretty brutal. Like uh, on the surface, it's like, okay, like he still gets to like be in society and like do stuff. But the whole fact that you're just a red blur to everyone and everyone knows that there's a reason why you were blocked, but you, they won't ever know exactly why. Mm-hmm. And then the whole, I mean, the whole idea, I think the whole idea behind the, the whole egg thing is, uh, I think it, it's not referencing, but it, it's, it's, it's drawing parallels to like solitary confinement mm-hmm. and we're, it, it's not any secret that putting someone, removing someone away from all people for a long period of time will fuck someone up like Mm -hmm. it will completely mess someone up Uh, it doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter how crazy you are if they just put you in a room with no no people for for days weeks months years like you you will get messed up and there's there's like all sorts of studies and there's like you know tv shows that have kind of dabbled in it so it's not quite that bad but it is like he doesn't get to see people like he doesn't have human interaction anymore like that's gonna be super isolating and like i like initially when you watch it like i think you're seeing him kind of process it and stuff but i think if you fast forward a year and then check in with matt later like i think he'd be pretty messed up from it like i think he he would really be like like he would go crazy so it's pretty almost yeah i think that would almost be worse than just solitary confinement because you know, at least with solitary, like, yeah, you know, you're alone, you know, you get the countdown to just losing your marbles has started. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's almost like with this blocking technology, you're, you're, you're surrounded by people, but you're all alone. And it's like, yeah, you can still like shout out to them, but they're not going to understand what you're saying. Cause that gets all like garbledy teacher from Charlie Brown sounding. Yeah. And so it'd almost be it almost be worse because yeah you're you're able to you're you're free in the sense that you're out walking around you can go to the store, but you can't interact with any of the people there. You bump right. into someone you can't even apologize for bumping into them. Yeah. You know, or you could bump into them and just be like, hey, go fuck yourself, and they wouldn't know. Yeah. It, it'd be, yeah. I don't. I think it would be worse. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I was giggling while you were talking about that i pictured like do you think so there's clearly like multiple there's probably like multiple people that have the same thing right like they're they're blocked after the world and they look like red blobs everyone else so you think if like john ham like like <laughs> like i think a sequel to this episode is him finding a female blob like red blob <laughs> and then they like Like she, she like drops her papers and he like helps her pick pick them up and then he like sees the outline that she's like oh a my. female red blob and they it like be- they're like wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and they like they somehow like fall in love being blobs together. It'd be, it'd be next white Christmas, the next <laughs> Lifetime or you know Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> Because again, like the other sequel, it'll be a total standalone. <laughs> yeah, wait, what would we call it? So the other sequel was Attic Dad. <laughs> Whiter Christmas? No. I don't know. Well, I'll I'll think on it. But there's there's definitely a there's definitely a, a rom com a rom com sequel where John Ann falls in love with a with another red box. Wah 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 wah. 
Oh my god. Oh shit. Um yeah. oh I did see on like IMDB little trivia thing. Let's see. There's I think in this episode it just says I'd have to go back and see who Joe is, but it says when Joe sees Bethany's photo as one of the fatalities in a train crash, so Joe must be Potter. There's a mention in the news crawl along the bottom of the screen that states Callow announces divorce. This is a reference to the very first episode, the national anthem. So the wife did eventually leave pig fucker. (laughs) All right. Okay. (laughs) Closure. Full circle. And and I do like how um, throughout the rest of the series, they sprinkle in the song from 15 Million Merits. Oh, yeah. So that was um, in the background in this episode. And then I don't know if you're watching... Or if you watched The Watchmen? No. But um one of the one of the actors so we're almost done with it. I think we have like one more episode left, but there's just a scene. People are talking, no big deal, but the actor um that's in the scene, he was in one of the newer episodes of Black Mirror, and all of a sudden in the background I hear that song from Fifteen Million Merits and I'm like, Oh my god <laughs> In Watchmen? Watchmen, yep. That's crazy. I wonder what their they must be, they must share somebody, right? Like, they must share, like, a, like a yeah, writer or something. Yeah, one of the actors, something. yeah. Well, know. but an actor, you, like, I'm curious now, because, like, an actor wouldn't be like, hey, we should huh? play that song for Black Mirror, because I'm you. in Black Mirror. Oh. I can't hear you. Hello? Connection lost. God damn it. I can hear you. You can't hear me? I'm going to keep talking until you can hear me. Because we're almost done with the episode, and we need to finish this, because I am hungry, I am so hungry for cookies and eggs, I'm going <laughs> some cookies and eggs. <laughs> cool, well, cool, cool facts, bro. <laughs> well, like cool it. facts, I love fun facts. So um, let's see if I got uh, anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> I think pretty much it. <laughs> All right. Nope. And we're done. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should continue on um, Black Mirror. Yeah, um, I'm down. Shout the rest of the series because yeah. oh, I just I like I really like this show and I do really like going back and rewatching everything. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been I've wanted an excuse to kind of go back through and watch it again. And I know there's a couple ups. I mean, my favorite episodes are we haven't even had them yet. So I'm excited to, to get mm-hmm. to those. Oh, man, I got to I'm going to look forward real quick to see what's all in season three. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. There's some good ones coming up. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, that's a long. Oh, that's a long. That's a long seas. What do you think? Six episodes. Yeah, we'll get through them. You'll you'll do great. Well, it's not it's not like like watching them's not gonna be an issue, but the podcast is gonna be like ten hours long. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Well, I just recorded um, an episode with my friend Meg where we talked about Gilmore Girls for ninety minutes. Gross. <laughs> Season one mostly, but kind of all over the place. So. Glad we didn't choose that one. Oh, come on. We go all day. No. I'm good. <laughs> what have you been watching these days? Or what have you been up Too busy to watch things? You have like a life or something? I've been... Are we still podcasting? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't been watching any shows. I've been making my way through the Marvel movies again because of nice. Disney Plus. So I'm on, I just finished Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It's my second or third time watching the Guardians movies, and they, like, I like them even more than when I first watched them. I think, mm-hmm. they're, I think they're really good. Yeah, I forget what, I forget what's up next, but I think... I think I'm going to get to watch Black Panther soon, and I'm going to get to watch the second to last Infinity War. I'm going to get to watch Infinity War soon. It's been okay. great. It's been awesome. Just saw Doctor Strange recently. That's such a good movie. Yeah. So much fun. Are you watching them like in release order or yes. chronological? Yeah. Uh, I felt weird. I, I think it would be weird if I watched it in chronological just because like, I didn't want to start with um, Captain Marvel. Oh, um, I kind of like. I don't know. I just felt like watching it in in the order that they were released. No, I was just curious. Yeah. No, we watched. Um, because yeah, we watched Mandalorian. So that first season just ended. That okay. show was super fun. Loved it. And we're watching The Watchmen. Almost done with that. Nice. New Caesar Caesar Caesar. New season of Letterkenny. Okay. And. Oh, that shows really again. It's it's a lot of puns and wordplay. So <laughs> nice and poop and fart jokes. Oh, okay. Well, you sold me there. Yep. Like, Sorry, I should have led with that. Oops. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, we'll go ahead and wrap this up then. I'm run out of things to say to you. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank the Lord. Yep. We'll uh we'll get through the next season of uh Black mirror and then we'll meet back here on skype hopefully i'll figure it out a little bit more next time doubtful so that would be great shut up thanks for being on my podcast brian thanks for having me uh jennifer <laughs> brian with a y jennifer with a j yep <laughs> but it's it's jen the iffer is silent <laughs> all right <laughs> I'm done. I'm just so <laughs> yeah, tired. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm so hungry. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening and um, keep streaming. Bye. Bye. I almost just hung up on you instead of stop recording. I am so hungry for cookies and eggs. I'm going <laughs> to some cookies and eggs. Cookies. <laughs>